Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we provide the internet with the life hacks they demand. I'm Matt Heron. I'm Jeff. <clears throat> I'm Louisa Heron. Okay, sorry, you can go back to talking about Scream now, Jeff, if you want. Uh, no, the next like thing... Like do every week yes, for 150 get him. episodes, get him. you start with your Scream lecture. The next thing I want to talk about <clears throat> is David Arquette's wrestling career. Oh, okay. no. What? Uh, wait, did he uh, pretend to be a misogynist and say that he could beat any woman in wrestling so that he could get beaten up by them on TV? <sighs> no, that was King Jerry Lawler. <laughs> Got his ass. Yeah, pretty good. Wait, is he dead? Uh, All wrestlers I mean, are dead. Like, literally, and, if you tell me a wrestler... Kaufman is yeah. dead. Well, so maybe, it was more than maybe. five years ago. You have to assume they're dead. Yeah, maybe Andy Kaufman's actually 130 <laughs> years old or whatever. I still uh, alive somewhere. My favorite thing right now, my favorite fact about David Arquette is the only see also on his Wikipedia page is list of Jewish professional wrestlers. Mm. <laughs> Let's all go around and say our favorite fact about David Arquette. Oh, I thought we were going to say list our favorite Jewish professional re- professional oh, no. wrestlers. That can only end in accidental racism. Well, I, think. I mean, I'm looking at the list, so I can confirm that uh, Bill Goldberg <laughs> is not just named that. He is, in fact, Jewish. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Colt Cabana, yes. I remember because he he, <laughs> he talks on podcasts about how the WWE tried to give him a racist gimmick. We don't need to get into which wrestlers are Jewish. We, we don't need to talk can't. about it. We can't become another podcast that is secretly into wrestling. I fucking refuse. I hate wrestling, and I hate how many people I respect have revealed, like, a twisted at end of an M. Night Shyamalan movie that they were always into wrestling, and I never should have respected them. Whoa. I hate it. The Macho Man Randy Savage was just No. Oh my god. No. Sorry. The Spider-Man villain Bonesaw. There, oh, okay. That, now yeah. I'm on okay, board. Okay, <laughs> cool. Yeah, the, the actor who played him, who mm-hmm. was not famous for anything else. Yes. Don't look him up. <laughs> I want to see a Bonesaw spin-off movie. Is that weird? I would watch it. Yes. Would, uh, that, would just, that would just no. be professional well, wrestling. Mm, no. I want it to be, like... Like the movie The Wrestler, which I have not seen, but I assume is just about how sad it is to be a professional wrestler. Starring an Iron Man villain, that Electric Whip Man. Mm-hmm. What was his yes. name? Electric Whip Man, you got it. <laughs> okay, good. I like that you really enunciated the H in whip there, Matt. <laughs> Thank you. Electric Whip Man. Yep. That's <laughs> your theater training right there. Yeah. It is, you're right. <clears throat> uh, whiplash? Uh, You'd think that would be the name of a speed-based villain and not a whip-based villain, but... Uh-uh. I mean... I don't know. They really scrape the bottom of the barrel for a yeah. while. Are there the any better is, whip puns, though? I mean, Speedy is the name of an arrow-themed sidekick. Yes. He doesn't even have well, super speed. Here's the other thing, He does thing, get though. addicted to drugs, though, so that's kind <laughs> of ironic. If there's one thing that the Flash TV show has taught us, it's that there are far too many heroes and villains whose power is speed. (laughs) Yeah, that's been a weird thing of the Flash since about, like, 2011, when they did the whole, uh, like, New 52 reboot and then launched a TV show shortly after that, is all Flash's villains have to be, what if the Flash was mean? Yeah, uh, and you like, say that, but all the the comics from like the fifties were always like, "Oh, buy, you have to buy this issue because the Flash is in a race against this guy who's going to win." Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's usually Owens. Superman or Jesse Owens. 
<laughs> so everybody can beat the Flash? <clears throat> no, the Flash always wins. He wins no, the these Flash races. lets Jesse Owens win for a charity event. Oh, yeah. We all remember. Superman let Muhammad Ali win that boxing match, even though he could have punched his eyeballs into the sun. That's true. Um, but it's an absolute crime that the Flash TV show, I think this is from the comics as well, uh, started referring to people with super speed as, quote, speedsters. Yeah. That can't be it. Yes. That can't be it. Speedsters is how people refer to all the super speed people in comic books. You're right. It sucks. It kind of works in a comic book because I don't have to think about a person saying it with their human mouth, but when I see Grant Gustin... Is that his name? Yeah, that's his name somehow. (laughs) That's his real name. (laughs) That sounded like a comic book name coming out of my human mouth. You said it and you were like, holy crap, what the hell? I know, I literally was like, that can't be right, that has to be a comic book thing. Wow. Anyway, when I see a human being saying speedsters, I'm like, we we wouldn't. No, No human would do this. Do you think they're going to put Grant Gustin in that Flash movie that's coming up for a cameo? No, they want that dumbass, uh, what's his name, Ezra Miller. No, Ezra well, Miller's in it, but he had a cameo in the TV show. Yeah, I think I, they might. I, I don't think so. Uh, can we talk for one second? I, we never touched on it because we only really talked about it when the movie was still in theaters. But can we talk for one second about how cool it was when Daredevil was in the new Spider-Man movie? God, that whipped ass. I that loved it. So- fucking great i was so excited i love someone posted a screenshot of it and like peter is also reaching out to catch that brick because he also has superpowers yes (laughs) god and his i'm i'm a really good lawyer very good yes charlie what's his face i almost said charlie day charlie cox charlie cox uh which is also his porn name yes uh, is extremely good as uh, Matt Murdock and the Daredevil. And, like... Whoa, the Devil of Hell's Kitchen? I thought he was just yeah. a myth! Nope, it's actually Charlie Cox. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, the guy from Boardwalk Empire? Anyway. Yeah, Steve Buscemi! <laughs> He's a bit old to be a superhero. How come Steve Buscemi hasn't been in a superhero movie yet? He must oh have been. Oh my god, he should be a, a superhero's dad, or a villain, or a mob guy in a Batman movie. He should definitely be a bad guy, because he can't okay, be somebody's dad. That's crazy. Here's my, here's my pitch for a DC superhero that Steve Buscemi would play, and Jeff will get this and Louisa will not. Uh-oh. Dead Man. Okay, I could see that. He's got the voice for it. He could at very least do Dead Man's voice in a cartoon, if not in live action. Yeah. Or he would dub over other actors after he possesses them. Yes, he'd have to. That rules. Yeah, no, I like that. Yeah, thank you. I'm very proud of that. Or Phantom Stranger, who I think Dead Man did become at one point in the comics. Uh, I know there was a point where Phantom Stranger was canonically Judas from the Bible. Yes, and then it became Hal Jordan at one point. That was the Spectre. That's a different. Guy. Oh, that's the Spectre. Fuck. Phantom Stranger is that to blue be a coat Phantom guy. Stranger. He's a Phantom and he's a Stranger. Is that necessary? I love that name. That name is so wild. When it's like, "Hi, I'm Lobo, the space pirate, and I'm meeting the Phantom Stranger." It's like a fucking um, uh, Amanda. Palmer? No, that's the girl from Twin Peaks. What's, what's Nope, the... that's Laura Palmer is the one from Twin Peaks. Oh, yes, good. 
That's like an Amanda Palmer album title. Yeah. <laughs> Lobo the Space Pirate verse. Oh no, it's more like a um um uh, oh, Flaming Lips. Fuck. Yes, thank you, Flaming Lips album. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Things are not going great today. You need to take some more of those gummy. I know, I need some brain gummies. I've got some body gummies here, but no brain gummies. Uh, Matt, what did you do this week? I watched the premiere of and the first three episodes of a new series on HBO Max made by Taika Waititi called Our Flag Means Death. Ooh. I know Louise has watched one episode. Jeff, yeah. have you watched any of this yet? I have not. I heard it was bad. <clears throat> it's not bad. It's actually pretty good. Hmm. I, think um, you, I think you can't expect too much from it. It's not yes. as funny as uh, What We Do in the Shadows, either the movie or the TV show, but it has But its, it's also charm. not trying to be, I don't yes, think. Yes, true. Um, I very much appreciate it because I was reluctant to watch it because... Taika Waititi has a way of making things that is very much his own, and, and that's laudable, but it it can be a little tiring. Um, like, his whole deal is taking a situation that should be cool and making all the people in that situation uh, act like nerds mm-hmm. um, for comedy, and that's fine, but it, like, I don't know... I, after a while, what we do in the shadows, especially the movie, you're like, oh, I get it. Yeah, okay, I get it. You don't have to get- Okay. <laughs> um, but I was surprised at how much restraint he showed in this series in not making it just that. Mm-hmm. Um, so for anyone who doesn't know, this is a series uh, of uh, about a... Uh, it's based on a real person and real history... Uh, a a man named Steed Bonnet, who was a inheritor of a plantation fortune in uh, Jamaica, who decided to leave his family and buy a ship and a crew of pirates and become a gentleman pirate. Uh, and <clears throat> he wasn't very good at it <laughs> in real life or on the show. Um, <clears throat> and... Um, yeah, I, I I was worried this was going to be the same thing. A bunch of nerds trying to be pirates and being bad at it. And there's an element of that, but the fact that this show is trying to genuinely get at some stuff, like real history stuff, is interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm still nervous that if they try to get too much into real history... It'll become way too serious and bad. Now, Matt, are you you proposing to me that they faked the documentary film and series What We Do in the Shadows? (laughs) Yes. Believe it or not, Spinal Tap is not a real band. (laughs) God, can you imagine if that was somehow in the same universe as What We Do in the Shadows? That would be weird. I can believe it. They're just like, we're going to go see the Spinal Tap reunion show, they say in their funny voices. I well, mean, they uh, might do that. That's not. That's something I would absolutely believe would happen on, on the TV show. The TV show. They've already established that many of the vampire actors we see in other things are actual vampires. Yeah, yes, that's true. <laughs> I I love Wesley Snipes' cameo at the end of the first season. Yeah, <laughs> just Zoom calling into the Vampire Council. I can't really hear what Tilda's saying. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was very funny how they obviously could not get most of those actors to be in the same room at the same time. But like, of course not. They it's did well that they them. got them on screen at all. Yeah, very fun. Yeah, 
Um, but yeah, I, I Reese Darby is a very funny comedian and a good actor, uh, and so I was that was part of why I watched it, and part of it is because uh, my wife Jen is like a, a history nerd and is extremely interested in the real life man Steed Bonnet and how crazy his life was. Uh, so we decided to watch it, and yeah, I, I think it's good. I think it might be, it's the least um, heavy-handed thing that I've seen Taika Waititi do. Which is weird, because it's about pirates. You'd think it would have to be heavy-handed. But they, I think it does a good job of, like, threading the needle of being comedic without being, like, goofy and cringy in a way that his stuff often is. Yeah. The, the problem I always have with the Taika Waititi's work is I don't trust him to take care of me. And what I mean by that is, there are a few directors like this, but I feel like he would show something extremely disgusting, like a gory dismemberment or something on screen to like make fun of how shocking and horrible it is to see that. Yes. And, like, I don't want to see that. That would upset me. That would make me feel bad afterwards. But I feel like he would do that for the comedy of it. So, like, I never quite trust him. And that always makes me a little bit nervous. Mm. Yes. I can understand that. Uh, for um, for me, I he he's terrible at directing action. Uh, which is fine when it's a, like, low-resolution mockumentary TV show. But it's kind of bad when it's a $300 million Thor movie. <laughs> Although that's still the best Thor movie. Yeah, yeah it is. Uh, I would say the action uh, doesn't look very good, but it definitely looks better than at minimum Thor 1, which is mostly zoomed-in shaky cam shots of people's faces as they scream. Because <laughs> Kenneth Branagh is worse at direct- directing action. I've talked about this on this show before, but the I do think that if they had set that one big action sequence in Thor Ragnarok to uh acdc's thunderstruck instead of whatever the fuck they uh, the they did immigrant immigrant song song. yeah uh then that would have been one of the greatest action sequences in the marvel universe yeah yeah everything just looked it it all looks so fakey and weird um in a way that's a detraction when you're showing uh uh what's it called Right, I don't, it's just, when I'm watching, like, Infinity War, Endgame, I'm like, yeah, this 12-foot-tall purple guy seems to have, like, heft and weight to him as he's punching a bunch of CGI Spider-Man. But, but, here's the thing, there's been so many, like, hyper-choreographed action sequences in Marvel movies already that I kind of tune out when they happen in movies now, um, and at least Taika Waititi's version of it was, like, a little different. Mm. I just didn't want to... I don't want to see Thor doing fucking, like, scissor Oh, no, I do want to see Thor doing shit. that. <laughs> no. As soon as he gets into the public domain, then we make our movie. Yeah. No, wait, here he is! We can do this! <laughs> yeah. Scissor, sciss- Thor scissor kicks. Mm-hmm. Wait, if we're going back to our porno idea, it's gotta be Thor scissoring. Am I right, you guys? Mm. Yes. <laughs> Wait, how can mm, Thor Thornography? Oh, I okay. love that. Alright. Yeah, there yeah. we go. Uh anyway, the other yeah. thing I wanted to say is that this series is the closest we will ever get to a Monkey Island uh TV series. I guess so. I still In, think the Pirates of the Caribbean movie are the Yeah, I was gonna say. Unless they do a Pirates of the Caribbean Disney Plus. I think show. this is much closer to 
the the feel of playing Monkey Island games than uh, is there a magic tentacle pirate? Not yet. <laughs> okay, I've only seen the first episode, so I guess I can't comment on how much it's like it. <laughs> Um, no, obviously this is set in the real world, so there's no magic, but uh, it does have some tone, uh, some, like, mythologizing beliefs of the other pirates on the ship and stuff. It really is very... I would be surprised if there wasn't someone on the writing staff who had played Monkey Island and was trying to bring some of that feel to it. <laughs> well, that does sound pretty good. I like that yeah. it has at least two uh, Game of Thrones actors getting to do something different. We have Hodor, who gets to have lines oh, as one nice. of the pirates. And another one yeah. of the pirates, uh, Frenchie, who plays the guitar and makes up little songs. He's one of the um, nobles from the city of Marine. In uh, Oh, I forgot. All I was, I, when I saw him, I was like, oh, he's the guy, the, the, nice, the nice villain from Cruella. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you remember that? Oh, you haven't seen that. Jeff, you saw that, right? Uh, yes. I I enjoyed Cruella, and I enjoyed that guy in it, and he's also one of the... I think he's Richard Jewell in that movie Richard Jewell. What? Um, About the guy who, uh, they tried to blame the Atlanta bombing on? Yeah, and he's also... No, 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 no. that cannot be that guy. That cannot be this tall, thin, young... Oh, no, I was thinking of the (laughs) fat guy, sorry. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Cruella has two sidekicks, a skinny one and a fat one. Yeah, the the skinny one is the nice one, and the fat one is just stupid. Yeah. I mean, I guess he's also kind of nice, but he's mostly just... Yeah, Paul Walter Hauser is the fat sidekick, and he's also, okay. uh... Which he's in... I think you'll find that it's just James Corden. <laughs> he's, uh, like James Corden, but good. Yeah, that's true. He's, in... he's actually funny in a way James Corden has never been. Did y'all, anyway. did y'all see I, Tanya? He's in that one. No. Nope. As, uh, as, uh, Jeff Galuli's sidekick. What? As a sidekick to Jeff Galuli? Yeah. <laughs> There's a, wait, he has a, he, perennial sidekick Jeff Galuli, <laughs> has a sidekick in this movie? Well. Sidekicks all the way down. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, he's the guy who, uh, like... There's either direct orders or a miscommunication, uh, and he's the one who does the violence. Mm. Um, uh, maybe as a direct result of Jeff Galuli telling him to, or maybe not. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I don't know. Anyway, that movie is pretty good. I recommend it. Anyway, uh, Our Flag Means Death is pretty good. I think that I'm enjoying it much more than I thought I would, and I'm curious to see if they get into the historical part where Steed Bonnet, uh, stole slaves from other ships and sold them as slaves because that seems like it would be complicated, uh, complicated to get into but also as Luisa mentioned Taika Waititi has not been a guy who's shied away from doing some uh addressing some stuff in, a, in that other people would be like I can't get into this yeah I guess we'll see hmm. yep um Anyway, uh, so, Louisa, what did you do this week? Uh, this week I finished watching Ted Lasso. I don't think I talked about that on the show, did I? Watching it? I did, but I don't think you did. Okay, I really enjoyed it. I recommend it. Uh, I know people have said the second season is terrible, like there was, you know, people saying that online. I don't see that at all. I think they, both seasons were great. That one episode is terrible, and you know which one I'm talking about. <sighs> episode 9... Is that after Beard the After match. Dark? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I think for Beard the... After Dark is so bad. I, I think for the most like part, it. people backlashed against there being a show that people wouldn't shut up about how nice it was. 
<laughs> yeah, that's probably true. Um, the thing I really like about the show is how well-rounded the characters are. Like, yes. on a lesser show, you see... The show starts with an American football coach who becomes a... who moves to England and becomes the uh, coach for a soccer team. And he's like, alright, we're gonna go out there, we're gonna give 110%, like, he's that kind of guy. Alright, great job, everyone's doing great, in the showers. He's, like, super bubbly and, uh, uh, supportive. And it would be so easy to make the show that he just is that guy and everyone else is cynical and normal in real life, but then they're like caught up in the magic of how wonderful he is and they're able to, you know, see that things could get better, right? Yeah. But the show doesn't do that. Yeah. It delves into how sometimes other people have really good points about how <laughs> what he's doing doesn't work. And yeah. it del- delves into how he's covering up a lot of stuff with that personality. So, yeah, his, really the storyline with the psychiatrist in the second season is incredibly good. Yes. Now, now, where would you rank this among shows based on characters from television commercials? Uh, definitely above cavemen. <laughs> yeah, okay. Sure. Well, uh, how about uh, in relation to the Ernest films? Ooh. I say above. Ooh. I think on par. They're okay. about the same. Ted Lasso <laughs> is about as good as uh, Ernest Scared Stupid. Got it. Uh, definitely better than Max Headroom, I'll say that. Mm, yeah. I forgot that he was a TV... Like, I don't think <laughs> I knew that he was a TV commercial guy until I watched a, like, two-hour deep dive about Max Headroom and how everyone uh, <laughs> later misinterpreted that character. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think that one of the greatest writing, like, arcs in modern television is the villain turn yes. that one of the characters has in the second season. I of agree, Lasso. and I don't want to spoil it, but I will say, yeah. <laughs> in any other show, you can imagine what's going to happen. It, this person's going to be mad at someone... Okay, <laughs> I don't want to give too much away. Person A yeah. is going to be mad at person B. We're going to hear person A yell at person B because of the reasons they're mad. And person B, we're going to be on their side. We're going to see that they're actually the one who's totally right. Person A is just an asshole. In this show, I see both sides so well. And when the fight finally comes to a head and person A starts yelling about what they're mad about... It hits me out of nowhere in the way a real-life fight would, where you didn't understand the other person's point of view, because you're not the omnipotent TV watcher. Yes. (laughs) And as you're watching the show, you're like, there's no way anyone could have a reason to hate Ted Lasso. Like, he's definitely can be rubbing people the wrong way, but there's nothing about him that's like... Like, so bad that it would motivate you to hate. Yeah. And then when that character yells at him, you're like, oh my god, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yes, so that's excellent. And um, I know people have been worried, I, I am too, worried that people watching the show will see this very simply and be mm-hmm. like, well, you know, Ted Lasso, it's the Ted Lasso show, so we're on his side, this other guy's just an asshole. But... I think it's very realistic, and I think there's a way things could change in the future, so I'm really happy with how that's going. Yeah, I agree. And they've done a good job of, like, in the first season, um, the probably the most villainous character, question mark, is uh, <clears throat> the, like, hotshot... Uh, Don't give too much away. I want people to watch the show. I will. I'm just saying, like, okay. from the very beginning, the most villainous character is Jamie, the, the hotshot... Um, yeah. Uh, star of the the soccer team that he's coaching, uh, and like they do a good job of of having the conflicts 
not really resolve in the way that conflicts don't really resolve in real life. Yeah. Like, these two people have to work together, but they are still the people they were. <laughs> yes. You get so used to TV shows being like, well, clearly we, as the watching audience, know who's right and who's wrong in this argument. Mm-hmm. And the yeah. person who's wrong is going to realize they're wrong, they're going to apologize, they're going to change their ways, that's the end of this conflict. But in this, everyone has a supportable position <laughs> based on yep. their own personalities. And yeah, it kind of like, it, it changes a little bit, but not dramatically, like, just like real life. Yep. Ah, I like that very much. So yeah. the third season, I know they are filming it right now. And the past two seasons came out over the summer, and this one they say might be the fall or later because they're filming late, which is uh, irritating. But yeah, I'm looking forward to the This is the worst season. thing COVID has done to us so far, <laughs> I think. Uh, so season three in September, uh, they think maybe, will be good. I am of the camp that really hopes that uh, the guy that they hired from the uh, South American team to come in. Do you know what I'm talking about, Luisa? The Mexican team? Thank you. Danny Rojas. He says his name all the time. Yes, Danny Rojas. I am of the school that desperately hopes that Danny Rojas is going to be playing Venom in the (laughs) Spider-Man universe in the near future. (laughs) Why is that? Because in the post-credit scenes of the most recent Spider-Man movie, uh, there's a scene where, uh, what's his face from the Venom movies, Tom... Tom Hardy. Hardy. Scarrett. Tom Scarrett. Huge uh, mustache, yes. Yes. Tom uh, Selleck with his huge mustache. Drinking in, drinking in a bar and talking about how he doesn't understand why he's in our universe... Uh, and the bartender. Hold on, Matt. Do you my... think we live in the Marvel Cinematic yes. Universe? Of course, yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, and uh, and he's getting an explanation of who Spider-Man is from the bartender. The bartender is Danny Rojas. And Are you sure? Yes, a hundred percent. His real uh, name is I can't remember his real name. Christo something. Yeah. Um. And uh, when when Venom leaves, he leaves behind a tiny blob of symbiote. And if that just jumped onto Danny Rojas, he would be fucking great as Venom in the new mo- in a new movie. Uh, I mean, maybe I don't know anything be about so this. Good, it would be so good. The thing is, I like that guy very much, but yeah. he was he was in real life a uh, professional soccer player, which is clearly why he's on the show. He's mm-hmm. not a great actor. Um, I don't know. I think he's fine. I think he's pretty good. He's fine, but I don't think he's a great actor. So he's I don't... standing up against some really great actors, and he doesn't—he isn't noticeably terrible. <laughs> All right, I think for contrast, I'm going to say that he's my favorite actor. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now we got a good uh, conflict. Yeah, we got going. a whole spread. That's the important thing in podcasting: is to represent all points of view. Yep, too soft, too hard, just right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, you're right, he wasn't Spider-Man, no, I am. I secretly I know, looked up I, just... I didn't trust you. <laughs> <laughs> trust me, because I can't remember any name of any character or yes. human in history. That is that is reasonable and infuriating. <laughs> uh, for the record, his name is Cristo Fernandez, in case people okay. were wondering. Yeah. Yep. Sorry, I took a sip of my drink when I should have been saying, Jeff, what did you do this week? Ah, so yesterday I went to go see a film about this, um, have you heard about this guy in Gotham City called The Batman? Um, is he, is he related to Bruce Wayne in some way? What? No, that's crazy. Okay. 
Uh, I don't know. Bruce Wayne is the only public figure from Gotham I know. Really? You don't know about Commissioner James Gordon? Well, or I know about a police commissioner. commissioner from a city I don't know. <laughs> Why would I know who that is? Uh, fair. Fair point. Because <laughs> uh, he's constantly doing stuff on TV with Batman and Superman. Mm. Oh, wait, is he the one whose daughter was shot by the lovable scamp, the Joker, that I love so much? <laughs> yeah, he did those joke crimes where he shot and paralyzed and stripped naked a, a teenage girl? Yep. Oh, um, but it was great that time that he uh, put uh, drugs in the makeup so that uh, all, yep. the all the TV, TV anchors presenters yes. looked like a hot mess. Yes, that was great. That was one of yep. his classic japes. Oh, the Joker. He's yep. the best. So, Jeff, you were talking about the Joker's friend Batman? Yeah, I was talking about the Joker's girlfriend Batman. Ooh, um, now, this is a movie I want to see. <laughs> are they in the public domain yet? That's some real Thorno right there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, it's a thorny porno. Uh-huh. Uh, that would be... Poison Ivy has to be <laughs> uh, They would be in the public domain, I think, if, uh, if, if Disney hadn't extended it needlessly all those times. True. Um, anyway, I saw The Batman starring Bobby Pattinson as, mm-hmm. as that, that old Batman. Um, and guys, this is the most regular Batman movie... <laughs> My opinion on it is, it's a Batman movie. See, now people I know who do not like superhero movies, who have taken a chance on this movie, think it's really amazing. So it's interesting to get your perspective from the opposite side. It is the first movie I've watched that feels like I've just picked up a collected edition of a Batman comic that has like a whole storyline in it. And, like, maybe there's stories that take place before and after, but I'm just reading this one. Um, because it doesn't do an origin, we don't see Martha Wayne's pearls shattering and going Wait, into the sky. How will we know how Batman begins? <laughs> we, we don't, we don't. We just know he began roughly two years ago, and that he likes to listen to Nirvana, I guess. Oh, okay. Uh, now I can really relate to this Wait, Batman. is he 45 years old? Uh, no, he's Robert Pattinson, so he's like 30-something. Then why does he like listening to you? Nirvana. Uh, I don't know if he canonically listens to Nirvana, um, but something in the way is on the soundtrack two or three times. Um, Louisa, he likes <laughs> listening to Nirvana because he, is, he comes as he is. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a better. He loves Teen Spirit, the deodorant. Yes. Uh, You would think if it were ten years ago and someone was like, there's a Batman movie coming out, and it's got the Penguin, Catwoman, and the Riddler in it, you'd be like, oh god, that's too many. This is going to be bad. The Penguin is in this? Yeah. DeVito? Colin Farrell. Mm, Colin Farrell in, like... A day's worth of prosthetics doing the absolute best, like, hey, yo, I'm the friggin' penguin kind of voice. It's, Wait, do you like that? Yes. <laughs> so he's, it's not Cockney? He's... Like he often is? Yes, he's not Cockney. This is such a highlight of the film that he already has an HBO Max spinoff show that he's getting. No! I love how much Colin Farrell, who is a very handsome Irish man, 
loves wearing prosthetics to look like an ugly, like, uh, Brooklyn dirtbag. Yeah. Uh, another highlight of the movie is John Turturro as Carmine Falcone. Oh, Jesus. Oh, boy. Yeah, right? Oh, so fun. Uh, so this is a real mafia-centric Batman. Another one? Uh, Come on. But in, like, a fun way. Mm, is it? Uh, I don't know. If you don't like, if you don't, the Riddler's the bad guy, and the riddles are pretty good. I think Paul Dano does a kind of bad job, um, <laughs> and I think that the Riddler himself—it's weird that he is just like a psychopathic serial killer. But yeah, also, that's Zaz. How is that not Zaz? Yeah, I don't Tell know. me how the Riddler that is a serial killer isn't just Zaz. <laughs> Zaz doesn't do riddles. He just cuts people up with a knife. He understands Roman numerals. Yeah, the riddle. The riddle is how many people did I cut up with a knife? Yeah. <laughs> the answer is. And the answer is. They are. Trace my body with your fingers, Batman. <laughs> uh, is he? Is he the horniest Batman villain? Uh, I mean, Catwoman has to be right. <sighs> that, but that's so. Straight. I feel like Catwoman <laughs> is horny in a like hot topic kind of like mass marketable way, whereas mm. Zaz is horny in a way where you're like, there's something very wrong with. Yeah, him. you see Zaz and you're like intimidated by how attracted you are to him. I assume. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Huh. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen Zaz, so I can't. Uh, he's the. He's a guy who just has, like, tick marks uh, all over his body as scars of murders he did. I appreciate that. Zaz is one of the few Batman villains that I like because he's, like, just a serial killer. I mean, he's got this carving numbers into his body thing, whatever. But, like... He's not out there being like, and I want to be famous as a as a clown or a, like I want to make a big puzzle for the police or whatever. He just he's just like a criminal minds ass serial killer, yeah. and that is much more interesting to have Batman, a clearly insane person, <laughs> dealing with than just being like, look at all of these colorful characters that Batman has to. Oh, that wacky Batman. What is he going to do? You know what I mean? Did you uh yes. did you know Zaz is in Batman Begins? Yes. Okay. Well, that's my fun fact for the audience then. <laughs> uh I uh I enjoyed this movie. Um it's very strange though because until maybe 45 minutes before the end, until like we get into the third act, though I'm I'm just sitting there like I don't think the Riddler has done anything morally wrong. Why are we trying to stop him again? Mm. Uh, Because all he's doing is uh, murdering and then exposing corrupt politicians who are doing, like, actual horrible crimes. Right. Like, like, uh, the mayor was, like, cheating on his wife with a woman who he was obviously also beating up. uh, Mm. And the Riddler's big crime he did was he killed the mayor and then sent all the newspapers pictures of him with this woman that he uh, had like a black eye mm-hmm. and we're supposed to be like oh batman's gotta stop this guy like i mean that's not that different from the last uh christopher nolan batman movie where you're like i do think that bane trying to nuclear explode a city is bad but most he makes of good this, points most of this is 
normal people beating the shit out of rich people for being assholes. Yeah. Like, that I'm very on board with. <laughs> yeah, they have to have a turn uh, at the third act where Riddler's suddenly like, and then I put bombs everywhere! Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's exactly what happened in the in uh, the, the last Batman movie yeah. as well. Dark like, Knight Returns? Like, rises. The bat also rises. rises. Yeah, the yeah. bat also rises. <laughs> like, if they hadn't had that nuclear bomb part of it, like, Bane would have been the hero of that movie, for sure. Yeah, I like when he dislocates uh, Bruce Wayne's spine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Bruce Wayne is fun. a shitty billionaire who throws his money away instead of actually helping people. Dislocates his spine and then throws him into that prison hole. <laughs> I Can like that imagine? Batman just lifts some weights for a while and then his spine is fixed. <laughs> yes. Well, he also gets imagine... visited by the ghost of Liam Neeson. <laughs> Can you imagine if in real life somebody showed up and, like, went up to Elon Musk and broke his spine and threw him down a pit? How much God. would you love that person? That person would... That person would be my personal hero, individually. Yeah. And then everyone else would be like, I don't know about that guy. <laughs> but Batman would definitely try to get that guy, so... <laughs> Which one? They're both villains, am I right, you guys? Mm, well, he's not going after Elon Musk. They probably go to the same yeah. museum galas together. They probably go to the same friggin' Justice League satellite headquarters. Yeah. They got a they got a laser gun in space pointed down. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying here? <laughs> I like the Alex Jones impression. <laughs> No, that was a actually a direct quote from Justice League Unlimited. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. I think Green Arrow is is the one who's like, yeah, of course people are afraid of superheroes. You have that space laser. Yeah, which is fair. I do like that in the uh, in that series. They're like, should we fire this space laser at the aliens that are on Earth? This will let everyone on Earth know that we have a space laser that we could fire at them at any time. That might be bad. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, and then later they're like, should we fire at that normal woman who works for the government but is kind of mean to us? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, very bad. I think it gets actually hijacked by Lex Luthor or something stupid. I don't know. Yeah, of course. Also, she, like, involuntarily clones people against their will and... Uh, creates a like a black ops team of gaslighting people into thinking that superheroes are really bad. It's not good. She's not a good person. Yeah. She's much worse of a person in the film The Suicide Squad and then the TV series Peacemaker, which I also recommend. Yes, you've recommended that several yeah. times. I'm never gonna stop because no one. No, it's like the biggest show. It was the biggest show on streaming by the end of the season. It doesn't need my help. Yeah. I maybe will watch it someday. I don't know. Um, we'll anyway, I, I liked this Batman film. It's very weird to think that it is just like... A, they made a Batman movie that's not starting. It doesn't show us how Batman begins. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is just a regular day in the life of a Batman. Yeah, it's just like... <laughs> he's like, I've been Batman for about two years, and here's one of my adventures. He wakes up. Gets out of bed, drags a comb across his head. Yeah. Drags a cowl across his head. Let's We're rewrite that dead. song. Yep. For okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brushes his teeth with a bottle of Jack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when, when he goes out for the night, he's not coming back. That's true. <laughs> that is actually true. <laughs> brushes his teeth with a bottle of bat. Is that anything? <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. 
I support this. <laughs> uh, Jeffrey Wright does a good job as uh, Jim Gordon. We get Andy Circus so in there as Alfred for some reason. That's fun. Oh, God. Uh, I love that it. Wh- I love that Andy Circus gets to not always just be CGI gorillas. Uh, he never He's used to be. We so about bad this. in the uh, Black Panther movies, though. Oh, no, I like his stupid accent. <laughs> oh god that's what like, south african white people sound like <laughs> it feels like they were directing this movie and the director didn't have the guts to go up to andy circus and be like fucking stop it <laughs> no i like i take what you're doing and <laughs> cut it in half you fucking maniac i want every british actor in a superhero movie to take what they're doing and double it <laughs> he is too much in those movies like in a movie that is otherwise one of the most restrained and therefore good superhero movies, he is like he is still playing Gollum yeah. somehow. <laughs> That's not okay. It's another one of those ones where the whole time I'm like, yeah, okay, sending guns to uh, poor people so that they can overthrow the government. I agree with that. And then they have to have the bad guy be like, and then also I blew up a shopping mall or whatever. Yeah. Come on, guys! I genuinely think that if he hadn't died at the end of the most re- at, at the end of that movie, they would be considering whether they should make Michael B. Jordan the next Black Panther. I'm willing to bet that they are considering that. How he's dead? I mean, he died. He, he drank that purple flower. We he, we true. saw him lose consciousness. We didn't see him, his body get buried or anything. No, we saw him like. Go off the edge of that terrible machine. He got run over by a train or something, no, right? He dies on so a cliff. Happens. Yeah, they they're, they on die a on a cliff looking over uh, the the giving uh, a, a speech about how terrible white people are. That was and a you're great like, Wait, speech. you're actually great. Yeah, yeah, this is a good. You're making some very excellent points here. <laughs> um, I the trouble with that is I made so many jokes about his character being named Killdozer that I literally <laughs> Killmonger. Okay. <laughs> I mean, they're equally terrible names. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That doesn't seem like it would be a real military nickname. No, of course not. They might call him, like, Eric Kills with a Z. <laughs> that would be a That sounds more like a roller derby name, honestly. <laughs> it's not a pun on anything, though. Yeah. Uh, oh no! You see, my last name is Eric. My real name is Eric Thrills, but they call me Eric Kills. Oh, <laughs> uh, now we're getting into the who is that? I think it was a sports guy or a wrestler who were like, "Why did you change your name to something less cool than your real name last week?" I don't remember. Anyway, yeah, the end. So, what do we do on this show? You say? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, should I say that now? Yeah. Go. Okay. What do we? So, what do we do on this show? So, so what do we do? Go... The... Oh, sorry. Yeah, okay, no, Louisa, you it, say okay, it. No, uh, what let's do... get it clean. Do... Let's get it clean. Okay, ready? What... Go. What do we do on the show? Oh, you forgot the so. Try it again. So what do we do on the show? Now, can you give Good. me an angry Try it take? with a Transylvanian accent. <laughs> so what do we do on the show? Oh, now we're getting somewhere. So what do we do on this show? Well, yeah, uh, well my my fellow Batman. Blah. <laughs> 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 Yes, thank you. <laughs> the Council of Batman. <laughs> it's Bruce Wayne, it's Dracula. It's Dracula. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's Babe Ruth. Jeff really likes that one. <laughs> uh, uh, and Mr. Bates from Downton Abbey. Thank you. 
Christ. Oh, I get it. I get jokes. <laughs> Uh, okay, so what we do on this show is we go to the WikiHow Suggested Articles page and we put a random word in so that we can see the kinds of articles people have been asking for related to that word, and then we give people advice on how to do those things. And the random word we got this week was cast. Hooray! Mm, this is going to be a lot about fishing, I bet. No, it's going to be a lot about pouring molten things into molds. Well, there is a lot about fishing, yeah, to be The fair. first two are about fishing. Okay, but there's literally how to cast gold, how to cast iron, how to cast copper, how to cast cement, yeah. how to cast rubber, how to cast bronze. No, those some of those are different. You can't say them all. Ooh, better. How to cast sugar. What does that mean? <laughs> like caster sugar. Get it? The same, the same as all the other ones, really. It's all about getting something very hot until it gets all liquidy and then pouring it into a mold. What yeah, about... Cast, but casting sugar is when you... Throw it into of, the a sea. Flick of the wrist, so you're uh, spreading an even layer of sugar over like salt like bay. Fucking boosh. It can, yeah. <laughs> not whatever Jeff said, I didn't hear. Uh, like salt bay. What? Oh, no, that, that guy. Yes. Yeah, that meme guy <laughs> flicking the salt with the Every sunglasses. time someone says that, I know that's the name of the meme, but every time someone says that, I think about Old Bay Old instead. Bay. <laughs> yes, I do too. Uh, I think about an article I read about his restaurant that sucks. <laughs> Uh, he started a restaurant, it was like a pop-up in New York, and it sucks, and everyone hates I mean, it. I mean, did anyone watch that video and think this man is actually good at cooking? I didn't because watch that video. I took away from that video uh, at all. Yeah. Uh, like, it's like if you watched a video of somebody jumping on a trampoline and was like, this guy's gotta be a great, like, gymnast. Like, no. Yeah. He's doing dumb shit on a trampoline. He's not good at it. So we're gonna start him a gymnast restaurant. Mm-hmm. Ooh, a restaurant where you have to bounce up and down on trampolines? Oh, wait. Okay, I'm on board. Oh, and it's God. the soup restaurant Matt was talking about. Oh, no! <laughs> it, clo- it closes in okay. 13 and a half minutes because they get sued into hell. You guys. <laughs> You need some waterproof trampolines and some, at most, room temperature soup. <laughs> uh, yep. See, we got it all figured out. Um, is casting sugar that, like, spinning sugar into a web thing that they do on crock and bushes? No, casting sugar is literally just throwing it across the surface. What? <laughs> then why would you need to know how to do that? Yeah, that's why I don't understand. But, like, uh, a lot of people have those little sifters. It looks like a mug, but the bottom is just mesh. Have you seen those? You put yes. sugar in them, and then you shake it over the top of, you know, cinnamon buns or whatever. And, like, that is casting sugar. That is the process of casting sugar. Well, that's insane. The person who wrote this <laughs> didn't know that that's what that means then, because there's no way you would need advice on how to do that you do they, it you just take it and you do it they might have been trying to look up caster sugar to find out what it is but all it is is slightly finer granulated yeah, sugar you don't you don't go to wiki how to get a definition of a well, what a thing is uh you That's don't insane. we yeah, already we... know a ton of idiots do <laughs> yeah yeah uh the only one of these that isn't how to cast something is how to cast tradable calf yeah, oh, I mean, you cut I the guess you cut the nuts that, off and sew it very quickly. <laughs> but it's so slippery now, Jeff. 
Uh, I mean, you probably, they, I wonder, did they do it like how they do other animals where they like just. I think you tourniquet it first. No. You you cut a slit in the nut sack and just vacuum them out. Go ahead. Oh no. (laughs) A lot of times they'll do bloodless castration, which is just a. (laughs) uh, Kick them hard. Big set of pliers that crushes the vast deference. Yeah, I know, I know! But that's how they do it. So they don't have to cut into anything. Interesting. (laughs) I know, it's horrible. Yep. Um, the worst thing. The, uh, I know that the way, <laughs> I think I, I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast before. Uh, the way it worked for Gideon 10 years ago or whatever when he got neutered was, uh, like, my familiarity with previous pets as a child was they remove the scrotum and there's stitches. Mm-hmm. With him, it was like, one, like, maybe liquid bandage or something, because they just cut a little tiny hole in the side and, like, sucked him out. <laughs> That's great. So he still, he still got a little ball sack that I occasionally notice. It's just empty. Oh, Jeff, don't say you notice it. I don't like to notice it. It's not something I'm doing on purpose. Yeah, but when you say it, it sounds like you are doing it on purpose. It acts like a memento mori in your life. When you see it, you're like, yeah, we are all gonna die. <laughs> That's true. You look at it, you're like, should I have kids someday? We will all get our nuts vacuumed out of the side of our nutsack one day. I mean, God willing. <laughs> and, the, and the creek don't rise? Is that it? Yes, it is, but... Oh, man. Uh, how to cast a conventional reel... Um, the regular way. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I don't know that much about fishing, but I do know there's a dance called the reel, which I've always wanted to learn how to do. The Virginia reel? Yeah, that seems like fun, right? I guess so. I feel like you would, I feel like everyone involved in the dance should be wearing a giant hoop skirt for maximum impact. Oh, yes. I would love to wear a giant hoop skirt. Yes. The mm. kind that has to have the suspenders that go over your shoulders to hold mm. it up. Yes. I feel like you could make a real masculine looking hoop skirt in that what that style. No, Matt, that's just be... a barrel that you wear in a cowboy story. <laughs> yes! Oh my god, can you imagine doing a Virginia reel with the women all wearing giant hoop skirt ball gowns and the men all wearing barrels on suspenders with, like, sides on them that say, like, taxes or whatever? <laughs> oh my god, they're oh my political god. cartoons? They're this not... Is like a fucking po- this is like a fucking performance art piece now that yeah. we're making up yeah, here. Yeah, The hoop skirts are all labeled, uh, uh, big oil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever that means. Yeah. Oh, man. Is there a performance artist out there who is just doing live-action recreations of Depression-era political cartoons? Uh, yeah, Lady Gaga. Oh. Yep. Interesting. Yep. (laughs) Stupid. Dumb. (laughs) (laughs) How to cast off stitches. What does that mean? Like, to say, ah, I am done with these stitches. I cast (laughs) them off of me. It's how to finish the end of a row of stitches so it doesn't completely unravel when you cut the thread. Okay. Yeah. And the the answer is you stitch under the last stitch you did. Yeah. Tricky, tricky. Pretty good. Uh, that's related to how to cast on a scarf, which is also about uh, getting yarn onto a knitting needle. Oh. See, now that one I thought was when you put on a scarf and then you do that thing where you throw the end of it over your shoulder dramatically. <laughs> yeah. And you Isadora Duncan yourself later. That's yes. bad. Asking you how to do that uh, with without looking like a loser. <laughs> mm-hmm. You need big sunglasses. I feel like that's a major part of it. Yes. 
Can you be very tall? Can you be over seven no, feet I can't. tall? I feel like that would I help. I can. Can you? <laughs> I mean, I don't know that I could be over seven feet tall. I will. You know what? I, I cannot. I, maybe. I try. If I keep working out, I might get to seven feet tall eventually. <laughs> if you make as long the... as you keep taking your gummies. <laughs> yeah. If you get your foot muscles really swole, you can gain a couple inches. <laughs> and your and scalp, scalp muscles. muscles yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you need to get all your ligaments really loose, <laughs> but really strong. So they're, they loosen between the bones, but then hold all the bones up higher. That's all you need to do. Uh-huh. That's I need it. to, like, ossify my joints. Um, <sighs> yes. How to cast Java. Is that a computer thing or a coffee thing? I don't... I think it's... Like is it a magic a, thing? Is that that thing where you make a pattern in the top of a ca- coffee? That can't possibly be called casting Java. That would be insane. <laughs> that would be amazing, though, wouldn't it? I love that. We've got that our baristas right. and it's our Java magic. casters. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> I like it when they do a little heart, because that seems like something that you could have arrived at accidentally and then be like, okay, like, mm-hmm. this is a cool thing. I'm going to keep doing mm. it. When people do a full picture, I, it's too try-hardy for me. Yeah, you don't want to look up from your coffee and be like, oh, it's a dog, and look up into the eyes of a barista who's like, did you notice that it's a dog? Mm-hmm. Mm, no. And then drink it and be like, I fucked up your picture, bro. <laughs> yeah. There's a very weird thing in this Batman movie I mentioned where about halfway through the movie, they go to get the Riddler. And like, uh-huh. okay. you know he's the Riddler, I'm waiting for this to tie back to coffee. So After they yeah. get him, they linger on a shot of his coffee he was drinking, and it's got a question mark in it. Oh. <laughs> like, we knew he was the Riddler, though! Why? Why is, is that sinister? Like, we saw him stirring it before the police got him, so I guess oh he made God. the question mark in it? But, like, Wait. none of the characters see this. Can you make a... A new picture in your coffee after you with yeah, a good spoon? question. <sighs> Does he have an espresso maker in his apartment or hidey hole? He was in a diner. Oh. Maybe he had the waitress can you open a can you Java cast a question mark in that? <laughs> I can't get into it, but it's really important that you do this. Yeah, yeah hurry, 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 hurry. Yeah, 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 the sirens, <laughs> but please hurry. <laughs> yeah. I'll give you 150 extra dollars if you do this very quickly. I'll give you some Riddler bucks. They're not going to be worth anything now, but, oh, just you wait. Mm-hmm. They're on the blockchain, uh, so I, don't oh, worry about I, it. I'm friends with the Riddler. I mean, oh, fuck. Oh, my God. He absolutely would be into crypto. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. Yes, he would. Oh, shit, Jeff. Just by saying Riddler bucks on this show, you created a new crypto. <laughs> fuck. Oh, fuck. I'm actually astonished that they didn't... I guess because most of it shot before uh, NFTs really blew up. They weren't able to add that in. But they did absolutely have the Riddler, like, on a Twitter for, I guess, domestic terrorists. They were like, oh my god, he has 500 followers. On truth. <laughs> it's just like, that's not that... Am I right, you guys? Yeah, you got Commentary. Him. Got Good. Him. Yeah. Uh, I really like this one. Cast a luck spell. <clears throat> because the way I feel about magic is, you do the ritual, you feel like you're casting magic out into the world, but the secret yeah. is, you're casting magic into your own brain. So I like the idea of intentionally doing a ritual to try to bring luck into your life, 
Because mm-hmm. then you'll just go around and see things, and if anything nice happens, you're like, it's working! And that's a great way to live. Alternately, during either of your main phases, you need to tap two colorless mana, and then you can play it into your artifact space. Mm, okay. What level spell should you cast it at? I, I cast Counterspell. <laughs> oh no! <What laughs> oh, damn it. Yeah, I'm playing a blue deck, so uh, piss off. Screw yeah, you. Yeah, fair enough. Well, uh, I cast. Um, Blue uh, Eyes White Dragon! Yeah, there you go. Oh no! <laughs> I cast Charizard. Christ. <laughs> <sighs> oh man. So, all these metal casting ones, you just have to heat them up to the correct temperature and then pour them into a mold. That's it. That's literally it. You probably should grease up that mold before you do it, huh? Unless you need the mold to be dry, like a sand mold. Make sure the mold also, God, make sure the mold doesn't have a lower melting point than the metal. Ooh, yeah, that's a good point. Also, when we say mold, we do not mean the organic substance. We mean a a, a carved piece of material. Oh, crap, that's what I, I meant the organic substance. <laughs> oh, shit. You just made blue cheese. <laughs> oh no! By pouring iron onto mold, I've made blue cheese. <laughs> this is some real Minecraft shit we're getting into now. <sighs> good. This is a good episode. <laughs> we can't say that yet. We're not done. We're still recording it. We're pretty, yeah, we we're pretty much done. After we do the the end segment to then pat ourselves on the back. Oh man, that was my. There are oh. a lot of fishing things on here. That was my way of signaling us to go towards the end, but you know, I guess we could keep doing. The there are very some good angels beckoning me towards some kind of white light. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, Matt! Don't go into the light. You have so much to live for. Oh no! I guess I'll become a ghost. Wait, you're what? going to become a phantom stranger. Oh, no, you... S- oh, yeah, there we go. I love this. <laughs> you'll be, instead of becoming a dead man, you'll become a phantom stranger, just like Steve mm-hmm. Buscemi. Just like Madonna sung about. Oh, God, were we talking... with a phantom stranger. <laughs> were we talking about Steve Buscemi being in superhero movies during yes! the show or before? Yes, I okay. think. No, oh, God. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right, well, thanks, everyone, for listening to the show. If you liked it, please rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. And if you want to get in touch with us, you can message us on Twitter at HackTheNetPod, or you can join our Discord by messaging us on Macedon. I'm at Matt Heron at Macedon.online. All my stuff is also online at WeaponizeLanguage.com, and I'm surprised we didn't talk about Elden Ring at all. We did last week. Yeah, we did. I hadn't started playing it yet. Godric the Grafted, I remember. I just beat Godric the Grafted last night. I'm so fucking pumped. I will never fight a boss in this game. I bear. (laughs) There was one particularly challenging regular enemy, and I beat him once, and have died to him many more times than that. (laughs) Oh no! What what class are you playing? We can't talk about this. Prophet. Oh God! Really? Is that bad? It looked cool, so I picked the one that looked coolest. That's the one that does like faith-based casting. I guess I have fire. I have light stuff on fire and heal. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's yeah. all you need. That's you all need to you need. you need to book it to um, the the Godwin's hut. That's what you need to do, my friend. Nope, I'm gonna this wander around like, collecting berries. Tiny hut. This is this is your strategy guide to the your audio strategy guide to Elden Ring. Sweet. <laughs> to help you be one guy if you're playing this one class. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you can talk to me on Mastodon at Louisa at Mastodon.xyz. Alright, gang, thanks for listening. Please come back next week, but in the meantime, do not forget that you can fuck up on the internet in so many ways. I don't know if other people are gonna be into it. Eat your donuts. <laughs>